Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Coming Ashore podcast by the Marine Society. My name is Andrew Cowderoy, the project manager, and on today's episode, we have Liam Dobbin and Nicola Morgan from Wilson Halligan, the yacht recruitment company, uh, joining us to share their expertise, their knowledge and experiences from life at sea to life on land um, and just a general chat. So thank you very much for joining us the pair of you. Um, if Liam, you would, wouldn't mind just briefly introducing yourself and then Nicola, um, and then we'll jump into the podcast. Sure. Liam Jobin, I'm one of the directors of Wilson Halligan Yacht Recruitment. Um, I came, joined Wilson Halligan May 2010. I joined Pin and Lloyd Containers as a deck cadet back in 2002-2003, um, qualified 2005, um, stayed with them until Musket Mover um, happened to fall into moving ashore, but it was a plan not long after I met somebody and thought they're probably going to be the one. Um, to my background, so I've been ashore 10 years this year, uh, with Wilson Halligan 10 years this year, I've been with an owner of five years. Uh, I can go further into my background later. And Nicola? Yeah, so Nicola Morgan, I am the other director at Wilson Halligan. Um, I worked at Wilson Halligan. Um, for the old owners years ago back in 2010-2011. Um, prior to that I was on super yachts between sort of 50 and 70 meters after sort of fell into that as a lot of people do after university um, and then yeah worked there for sort of a year, year and a half um, and then as a lot of yachties do got sort of sucked back onto into boats um, and spent another couple of years uh, working on board Alpha Nero. Um, and then was still in touch with with Liam um, and was sort of looking at, at moving home and the opportunity came about uh, for us to uh, take over from the old owners when they retired um, and that was uh, well I moved ashore in 2014 so it'd be six years uh, this year which has gone super fast. Wow no time at all um, and two very different sets of experience um, one from the more commercial deep sea sector um, and one from the yachting industry. Um, before we jump in, why was it that you both actually decided to go to sea in the first place? What was it that sort of attracted you to it? Um, one in the yachting side and one on the deep sea, um, deep sea commercial side. Um, Nicola, maybe you kick off. Yeah, I mean, um, so I did a degree in psychology and um, it wasn't really on the radar, to be honest, uh, working on yachts. And of looking around at things after university I planned to go traveling with some friends um, and uh, a, a friend of mine actually came across uh, the, the secret yachting industry as it, as it was then not many people knew about it and uh, the more I read into it uh, and researched into it the more it just sounded um, just like something I knew that I'd love to do uh, I've always kind of enjoyed being living with lots of people and being around lots of people I had worked in sort of high-end hospitality during university and before that um, so it seemed like a, a bit of a natural step for me I uh, had a bit of a strange start out into the industry I was part of a an internship uh, program which only ran once um, so we applied for it I think there was about um, a thousand people or so that applied and then there was 24 of us that got into this scheme um, so I was taken on by one of the Burgess yachts um, which was my first boat okay. through that uh, it was supposed to just be a six month internship and yeah that just uh, that as soon as I got on board I knew I was going to be there a lot longer than the six months. Cool um, and Liam? 
Uh, I knew I was always destined to join something with a uniform. I was a cadet all the way through school, through college. Uh, and then when it came to it, my mother was in the MCA, or still is with the MCA. Her uh, father was 35 years in the Navy. He suggested I don't join the Navy because it was getting to the point where it wasn't, it was downsizing a lot, a lot of cutbacks. Unless you had a degree, you weren't going to survive very long. And I didn't want to do a degree after my A-levels. So I spent about a year out deciding what to do. Um, I spoke to a friend of mine that was in the Merchant Navy and then just applied for that. Applied for several cadetships. I got the first one I applied for, which was Pinion Edroid. Um, a very, at the time, very exclusive one, um, only four or five cadets a year. Um, and then sort of never looked back and just had an absolute fantastic time at sea. Um, it was nice the fact that, you know, it was very similar to my father. My, my grandfather was Navy as well. So stayed in those sort of, not services, but a uniformed um, operation. And yeah, with my dad in the Navy, he said, if you're ever going to have a kid, do consider sort of leaving and being at home. And I watched him leave the Navy, go into a business background, and then sort of decided that would be for me as well. So when you did sort of come to make that decision, Liam, of it's, it's time to come ashore, was it a very instantaneous decision? Um, you sort of alluded to follow, falling into that um, sort of come ashore, you've met somebody. Um, did, did you go through a planning process to come ashore? Um, or was it just more of a... There, there was an element of planning. I had planning to do it two years after I actually did it. Um, the, I was sort of forced out of mask by redundancy. They made 114 Brits redundant in one fell sweep, but it worked at a good time for me because I was doing my chief officer's ticket. And if I'd have stayed with mask, I'd have had to give the two years back, which I was planning to do because they paid for all my courses. So I was gonna leave sort of 2012 anyway. Um, but yeah, as I had the redundancy, so I'd worked out the finances, I had some time sure. Um, whilst thinking of you going into yachts, which a lot of my friends were already on, I sat down and spoke to Terry Wilson one day, who had got a lot of my friends' jobs. He said, well, if you've got a redundancy package behind you, do you fancy helping me for a couple of weeks? Uh, at the time, they were dealing with a couple of hundred meter boats, um, so they wanted commercial officers. And I said, yeah, sure. And here we are 10 years later, still doing the same job. Um, I was very lucky to meet someone like Terry, who sort of said, you know, let's give it a go. You've got no sales background. But all I saw it was just placing nice people and it worked very well for me and the numbers stacked up when I sort of worked the calculations of what I need um, shore base compared to seagoing, factoring in tax and things like that, the, num the numbers did, did work in my favour. And how was that sort of, um, I mean obviously it was a redundancy and it wasn't necessarily your first choice uh, to come ashore at that time, how was it actually the process of sort of having worked deep sea, having worked on vessels in an operating position, um, to now sitting behind a desk um, and working in an office, how, how, did, how did that, how was that change? I really struggled the first six months. Uh, I couldn't get my head around the fact there's only five days in a week and you have two days off. I couldn't get around my head for the fact that you only do eight hours before you, you finish for the day. Um, I did struggle, so I was lucky in the job where I could throw myself into it, work extra evenings, Saturday, Sundays, as I saw fit. But to come from such a structure of just working whenever's needed, you know, 10 ports in China in 12 days sort of thing, mm. to eight to five, five days a week, um, the structure sort of is, takes you a while to get used to. And then not having the freedom of walking around the ship, doing other little projects, your project is you're working at your desk doing that only. 
it does take a little while to adjust to the mindset. Um, mm. The sleep is nice. I'm not going to lie. Getting more than six, seven hours at once is, is an actual winner. But it really took me about six months. Um, and there were six months. I always had my foot out the door thinking mm. the next job would be the one I would take myself. Um, but then when you realize, you know, you're actually seeing friends, you're going to weddings, seeing your nieces and nephews, it then sort of compensates the fact that you might want to pop back to see as soon as it comes along. Cool. And Nicola, um, you sort of same, same question, really, sort of when you decided to step back onto dry land um, and, and that entire process, was there, was there a plan? Uh, you said you sort of got back in touch with Liam, um, just sort of run through the same, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, I was kind of open to considering various options. I knew that it was time for me to move ashore. I was starting to find that each time I was home from leave from the boat, um, I was wanting to go back less and less. Um, and same with my now husband, both of us together, um, kind of decided it was the right time to, um, just get a bit of normality and, and move back. And like Liam said, you know, just start to look forward to being able to go to weddings and um, look, see family when we want and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, knew that we wanted to move back. Um, we bought a house a few years earlier, so that was kind of ready, ready to go really. And then job wise, um, yes, Liam and I had been talking, you know, the option of, um, of that had kind of been discussed. I was still, I was still kind of open to, um, all sorts of things when I first moved ashore. I think on the interior side, um, I think there's quite a lot of things that you can look to do. And I didn't really realise that until I was in the position where I was looking at things myself. Um, so I was looking at uh, event management jobs, private household positions, um, hotel uh, jobs. So I, was, I think there was, there was actually quite a few things that were open. Um, I ultimately none of those really appealed because I knew that I wanted to stay somehow connected to the yachting industry, so it all worked out perfectly. Um, but certainly the if I, the private household um, side of it would have been the next best sort of thing, I guess, because you're working for the same sort of people, just in a different environment. Um, but I yeah, I found it I found it quite tough. Uh, I think a lot of people find you have the initial novelty of being home and everything's super exciting and you know you are seeing your family and you have weekends and things and then you know it does you do have to adjust quite a lot um in terms of you know you even like you said you know sat being sat behind a desk uh when you're so used to running here there and everywhere all over a boat um it is very very different and you know the weekends it, it is amazing but it just it does definitely take some time to get your head around mm. um Sort of the adjustment to the lifestyle but I think you know if you can if you can get through through past that I mean some you know sometimes it is too difficult and people go back to boats but if you can kind of stick past that initial adjustment the benefits obviously if you're looking to be home are just so worth it once you've kind of got over that. Sure no absolutely um, and sort of alluding to now now where, where we are today Wilson Halligan um, can one of you I'll, I'll let you choose who um, explain sort of what what you're actually doing um, at Wilson Halligan with the recruitment side um, and then we'll jump more into sort of the coming ashore bit um, after that. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so like I say, we took over in um, 2015. It's just five years this week, actually, from the old owners, which has been a really nice. I mean, they retired um, and we had a really nice sort of friendly hand from them. 
always sort of said that we wanted to kind of follow their ethos and the way that the company had been set up. We just wanted to grow it and saw a lot of um, like potential with the two of us. Um, so we, we've grown the team quite a lot. Um, each department uh, is now got a, a specialist recruiter in it. Um, and we look to continue growing further. We, we're trying to do more on the shore side side of things. Uh, so people that are looking to move ashore, whether this is in uh, the private household sector, or recently we've, you know, we've become a lot more involved in the general marine uh, sort of shore-based positions, working for other yacht companies in a whole variety of different positions. So we're kind of going in three areas. The yacht side for us is obviously still the biggest um, and 90% of what we do. Uh, but our plans are to continue with, with, with growing it further, both in that area and in the other areas, as, as I mentioned. So really helping anyone who is either interested in working on the boats, um, the yachts, um, finding help, finding positions at sea. And then when the time comes, they're saying, hey, guys, um, I need a bit of help. Uh, I, I need to sort of know where to go uh, and helping that career change to come ashore. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, I mean, I certainly found that it was, um, it's, it's really daunting, even though it's really exciting to be thinking about coming home. It is really daunting. Um, and, you know, you aren't quite sure what things are out there, what jobs you could do. Uh, and I found that, um, particularly on the private household side of things, when I was speaking to agencies that specialised in that, they didn't really understand uh, what I've been doing on boats. I think there's a bit more of an understanding about it generally now, but at the time uh, I was, you know, quite regularly told that I didn't have the, the right experience or the right background, which was just, I just found incredi incredibly frustrating. And um, so I've really uh, made it my mission to kind of make sure that no one else feels like that. Cause it, yeah, it was a bit, it, it was a bit frustrating and I just, you know, really want to be able to say to people, no, there are, you know, there's so many jobs out there, whether it is in private houses, Households or other other things, um, so I'm regularly having conversations with crew members looking to move ashore now, just to say, you know, it's okay and it's fine to be scared. And have you thought about looking at this? Have you, you know, and and try and sort of help them and guide them along the way, really, even if we're not able to place them directly ourselves. So, on those career positions that are available on shore, if sort of you got um, some of the yachties listening to the podcast. Um, or in fact, anybody from perhaps uh, the cruise line sector um, interested in sort of some of those positions that you did discuss or you have shared. Um, can you explain perhaps what what they are? You've said, mentioned private household. What are some of the other options that somebody could be looking at within the sort of more private, um, private household, private family or um, yachting industry? Sort of just elaborate on that, sure. um, if you may. Yeah, so depending on their background, Background. Um, obviously, myself coming from um, an interior background, I've sort of looked more into um, interior roles ashore, and these can vary. Uh, well, I've seen purses or chief stews move into either PA or house manager uh, type role, where they're looking after the. You know, very often the the very people that that own these lovely yachts have got lovely big houses, and they often need uh, some people to run these houses uh, and estates. And, you know, to me, I mean, a chief steward is, is, is a perfect candidate for that, really. Yes, it's a different environment, but they, the main thing is they know uh, how to work with, 
these people uh, and what you know how to look after them so whether you're doing that on a boat or in the house you know I think it's it's very transferable so yes yeah, certainly that at a lower level even housekeepers you know we've we've had uh, a few positions and I think we've been approached from more um, families and um, house managers looking for people with a yacht background the service that they experience on the boat is the kind of service that they want within the house as well so housekeepers chefs as well I mean chefs regularly can transition between both uh, the house and they go on the boat maybe they'll become the you know the owners traveling chef so they go wherever the wherever the owner is really so a whole host of things on that side of things I don't know whether Liam wants to give it a bit of an insight onto the, the deck or engineering side yeah, sure. The deck and engineering side, it's everything that you'd have in a shore-based office, technical superintendents, yacht managers, project managers, even to the point of we've had sales managers jobs. So there's no one better to sell a bridge system or an engineering system than actually somebody who's used it. Mm. Uh, and they, they generally relate very well. And it's definitely one of the avenues that people should think of. There's not just being a manager, but also the sales elements or the technical supply. Uh, we see a lot of people set up on their own. We, we would happily give advice on how to be a sort of skill-based contractor. Uh, one of the key things is, is just getting the CV transitioned from what it would be seagoing to shore-based. You realise you're a yacht captain. You're also the CEO of a small business. You're a finance manager, um, strategy planner. But these things don't get put onto a seagoing CV, but they're really crucial when you come ashore. Uh, and we will happily do all of those things for free. We haven't yet got any sort of straw-based templates, but we will have them on our website in the future. Um, and it's one of the mistakes people make when they come ashore, they're trying to field their seagoing CV, but they haven't adapted it to what people are looking for. When you're handing it to a HR manager for a company, rather than a HR manager for a cruise company, as Nicola mentioned, they sometimes just don't get it. They don't understand. But just a simple rescript can, can work wonders. Um, and just sort of on some of the roles, Liam, um, would it be fair to say that also those who are in, in any position, in fact, um, there's the brokerage side of the industry as well and the chartering, is that perhaps an opportunity? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, and we also recommend certain courses. Uh, there's a couple of companies around that would do that transition people across. Um, We've had charter brokers, sales brokers, um, you name it, we've pretty much had it on the shore base side. Um, junior managers, so people coming out at sort of bosun level or uh, officer of the watch. So we've had, it's not just the seniors, Nicola mentions, uh, so if people are leaving at like my level, um, you can come in as a junior manager or a, an office assistant. There's, there's the limitless, limitless um, options that come up uh, and often, I might be looking for a seasoned manager that will take somebody with the right experience or the right attitude. Um, so we would obviously manage that through. Now, obviously, we've been talking and discussing about the sort of coming from a yacht um, into the maritime sector, sure, within the yachting sector. If there was a seafarer or a professional at sea who is perhaps on the more commercial side, so uh, on sort of the deep sea, the offshore or even the cruise, how is it? Is it possible for someone to move into a position within the yachting sector, whether it's in the brokerage or the management, or indeed some of if you're perhaps coming from a cruise line um, position into some more of the household roles? 
Nicola, do you want to go? Oh, I can talk on the on the technical side for the engineering and the deck side. Uh, we've had a number of our clients down the south of France in London who have asked for technical superintendents from cruise ships. Where the yachts are getting built to passenger yacht code, they want people who know cruise. And who better to just, we'll just take somebody straight from the cruise world. Um, it means that people aren't trying to upskill, they're just moving their skills sideways. Um, and companies are realizing they're getting absolute fountain of knowledge without having to sort of worry about the yacht side of it, which somebody can learn. But the passenger yacht code that's coming into yachts, the only people that know that is passenger ships. Mm-hmm. Um, we've even had people successfully come from oil and gas across to yachts because they've got a different aptitude to spending. Um, um, so it is possible it has happened and it's just the right just needs to be the right approach and flexibility to what you're looking for I think it's the right person as well isn't it same with any job you know if um, we've had even on the uh, the interior side or more of a uh, we have had someone sort of more HR side um, as a almost like a PA on a cruise ship that moved into um, a HR role within a yacht company so but you know like with anything it takes the right it takes the right person and the right skills the right soft skills and everything um to make sure that that's that is successful um on the household side um a bit of a tricky one i guess i don't it depends on the role that they've had on board i mean you know for sure housekeeping if they've been doing it for a high-end cruise ship um then yeah i, I mean i don't see why the again the, the skills are the same the same sort of thing so yeah absolutely certainly something that, that might be considered um, and would you be able to share perhaps some of the top tips um, that you've seen that you've experienced both from your your own careers um, and again sort of now helping people make that move ashore of somebody who is looking to step ashore um, and if you were to do it again or indeed recommend somebody to do it what what would be some of the the, the advice that you'd give today uh, to those listening I think it's about planning. Um, so you know, if, if if you are sort of really serious about wanting to move home, is really having to think about um, what what role you kind of see yourself in, or talking to people like us to you know think about what roles are out there, um, and then yes, yeah, put put in some plans into place. So if you know that you're going to have to put some further training in, or if, you know, so uh, for instance, my other half has gone into maritime law. That you know, obviously, is not going to go straight in, in as a lawyer. So he knew he was going to have come home and study for a while and there was going to be um you know a few years ahead and to do that we had to make sure that we were financially able to do that mm-hmm. um so i think yeah definitely for me top tip would be just to really have a have a bit of a plan in place um, and do as much research as possible before making that actual step ashore anything from you liam uh, yeah from my side plan your networking very well um, you'll know people that you've been at sea with who've already moved ashore. They're the first person to speak to um, for how is it really? Uh, and then from there, what do they know? Would they recommend them to any businesses they know? Um, it's the easiest place to start. Call someone like us and say, okay, I want to go into yachting. Or where should I go? We would tell you the best shows to go to, the best networking associations to join, how to even manage your LinkedIn or who to speak to on LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, as Nicholas said, it's the planning, but planning where to network. You can spread yourself really thin, mm-hmm. spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds going to the wrong events or just approaching it incorrectly. Uh, as long as there's a plan, you'll be fine. 
basically plan network and ask for help i mean not too dissimilar to what we've heard from um everybody else yeah and not to panic i think you know like i said it is it is really daunting even though it's it's a, it's a real mixture of emotions uh, you know i remember myself feeling really excited to get home excited to start planning the next chapter of my life but also incredibly daunted thinking oh gosh what if no one wants me what if i don't get a job anywhere and you know it's and it and it's easy if you do get home and nothing comes up straight away to automatically think right that's it you know i've got to get back onto it onto a boat um but just yeah really taking some time to to take it all in and 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 just enjoy it because there are so many opportunities out there and we don't realize it sometimes until we start putting ourselves out there to, to have a look at what those opportunities might be awesome thank you very much um and if people want to connect um with you both um with the company um find out more information what's the best way that somebody can do that um you can so our website is www.wilsonhalligan.com all of our contact details are on there and um, both of us are on linkedin we're mid lockdown at the moment so we're not going anywhere so we're happy to have a chat to anyone at any time um, so yeah, pick up the phone, have a chat any to any time. Awesome, thank you very much. And I presume the the standard social media channels as well. Of course, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Liam's the only one in the world I think still uses Twitter. <laughs> I am still on Twitter. It's the best newsfeed. <laughs> Absolutely, um, amongst with everything else. Well, um, I would like to both thank you, thank you both very much uh, for being part of the Coming Ashore podcast, sharing your knowledge, your insight your experience with um, the seafarers, um, both in the yachting and the deep sea sector around the world, um, currently locked down and isolated even more so than normal. Um, so a big thank you. Um, and and um, if you want to find out more information as uh, on Wilson Halligan, the yachting industry, um, you, you know where to find them now. And if you're interested in finding out more on the Coming Ashore pro program, uh, visit the website uh, www.marinesociety um, and visit the, hit the coming ashore link. Be sure to subscribe to Spotify, YouTube and all the other channels um, where you can keep up to date with all the progress uh, from around the coming ashore pro program. Um, thank you both again very much. Thanks very much. Brilliant. Thank you for asking.